And here we are for part two of our episode on uh, travel life lessons with uh, Chuck. And it turns out it's also weather life lessons. The last episode being slightly disrupted. So there'll be a little little join up here in the middle in um, in our stories today. But uh, how are you on this new shiny day? I am so good. So previous to us jumping on, Lisa and I were talking about getting name yet to be revealed of one of the movie... <laughs> block sign arm on top things written out and so we're like i have no idea what it's called and lisa ventured to guess that it was i think you said clapperboard yeah it's clapperboard. the top two google results um that came up like pre-populated i i started typing movie clapper and board was number one and thing was number two <laughs> and so we're right on the money the answer really isn't that far off it's a clap board I oh believe. there you go I'll yep, see. Clapboard. We went too far away with the thing, so you know we're 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 right all we're all over it. But they're they're remarkably inexpensive, mm. so I think I'm gonna yeah. get one because that'd be fucking funny. They're like <laughs> there's one oh, on B and H. Are you familiar with B and H? Is like a photography website. No. Uh, well, they do a lot of like high end camera photography oh, retail, but they've got one that's like seventeen hundred dollars. And I'm like, these other ones are $3, and I don't know how far you could advance the technology of like clapboard, <laughs> yeah. but what do I know? Well, you know, one of them might have a digital countdown versus writing with chalk, but I like the chalk. So, you know, yeah. that's the old the old gym owner in me still loves the chalk. Um, so so where, where were we? Where were we? We were in Costa Rica. You were about to tell us about your trip because we started talking about traveling with kids and uh your family holiday to costa rica we took liam and looking at shuttle services because cool. it was actually going to be a holiday holiday got it got it so yeah. when i was looking for resort hotels i was looking for not just hotels but resort hotels because i wanted to have kind of like all the things in one place just to not that we are ever opposed to travel or that we wouldn't go out and like experience stuff but if you're traveling abroad with um, at the time, a he had just turned four because um, yeah. it's fairly recently. But yeah, maybe that was a lesson learned from our previous travel in uh, like in France, like up into the Alps. Like, hey, yeah. it really is hard to have a tiny human and not have some conveniences. Not that it's unmanageable, but it certainly lends itself to a better experience. So, yes, looking for resort hotels, and then I was like, ha! Also, only want to have um hotels with an airport shuttle because mm. i want to make that transit easy once we get into town like ubers lyft mm. taxis whatever like super viable especially most like second and third world ish countries um yep. and generally in latin america driving is not my favorite and yep. um you know, if you know, you know, it, yep. maybe you manage it better than me. But like I I tend to like I, I've learned this about myself is that I don't like super congested, aggressive traffic situations with vague mm. lanes. Right. Yeah, no. In inconsistent set of expectations, because driving in the States generally like on a global scale, people drive very, very politely. And like there's yeah. very organized systems of yeah. light and signs. Everyone knows the rules. A lot of the rest of the world is like, ah, YOLO, send it. <laughs> and it's just like whoever's got the biggest balls wins the intersection. And that's fucking crazy. And it doesn't make me comfortable. And especially no. not with like my wife and kids. So anyway. Yep. Resort, hotels with airport shuttles. Cool. 
the week that we were going, I believe it was on a Tuesday, um, Vanessa had one of her patients in her office and she was discussing the upcoming trip because we were flying out on, I believe, Thursday. Mm. And she's like, oh, where are you staying? Oh, cool. Where are you flying into? Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's a long drive. And I was like, huh. <laughs> it didn't seem long when I had initially looked at the distance. Mm distance not drive um yeah but i also made the assumption that any hotel that had an airport shuttle would be close to the airport i mm. erroneously assumed that it would be the airport that was included in our fucking flight plan <laughs> so i ended up booking a resort hotel that had an airport shuttle to a little tiny fucking airport right next to it but we were here <laughs> And the jungles oh, no. and mountains of Costa Rica made it like a nine-hour drive, basically. Wow. Yeah. Um, we didn't okay. know that until we knew that. And so we're in the middle of our like trip <laughs> over. I think we were connecting in Atlanta. Mm. And I was like, I got to rent a car. Yeah. Fuck, it's fine. Like I've driven internationally before, like not that big of a deal. It was, it was an expectation that was not met by reality, but you know, like easy to rectify that mentally. Um, mm -hmm. Done is done. There's no use in feeling any kind of way about it. Like it'll all yeah. be fine. Yep. Um, and also knew from a previous trip that Vanessa and I had had to Hawaii that like having a rental in a place where you are a little bit more remote and separated is pretty fucking nice, turns out. So like it won't be the worst thing, like easy for me to yep. just like, kind of change my expectation. Be like, you know what? University and university, this is going to work out way better. Yep. Uh, rented a car. Rented a car and um, we got in mm. Went to the rental car. Rental car did not have the navigation that was a part of what I had filtered the rental car experience like <laughs> search through. So like, all right, mm -hmm. whatever. No big deal. Yep. Um, we'll just, we'll set up like for the duration of time that we're there, like international phone usage, like easy to manage, easy to handle. We got Wi-Fi to get it resolved and do Wi-Fi calling while we're at the airport. Cool. Mm -hmm. Set up. Picked up the rental car. Phones failed just fucking miserably. Like oh, never no. picked up any tracking of anything whatsoever <laughs> at all. Cool. Whatever. Like shit happens. You're traveling. Yep. Like deal with it. Back to the rental car place. Uh, hey, GPS. Super common. I don't know. In, in at least everywhere that I've ever traveled and encountered rental cars, that's a pretty normal standard thing is for like a standalone yeah. like third party. It's an add-on upsell for them. Like it works for them, works for you, not part of the car, transferable, whatever. Yeah. Is that, is that a thing that you would also assume? Nine times out of 10, yes, because they generally don't want their rental cars inadvertently driven, you know, off a cliff or through back roads or anything just while I e exit the dog from the room. Well, <laughs> Bye, Dottie. Foreshadowing as a piece of story development, exactly what Lisa was talking about is exactly what ended up happening. Um, <laughs> cliffs and mountains and river trails and shit. But anyway, we hadn't made it that far. So we had no navigation in the rental car, left, phones just wouldn't work at all, drove back to the rental car place. Hey, how about a GPS? Oh, we don't have any. Like, fuck, dude, you don't have any GPSs? <laughs> Okay. Um, perseverance. Uh, 
What about a mobile hotspot? Also super hmm. common rental shit. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So like no navigation, no GPS, no mobile hotspot, no international phone plan. And so this is all within like the first hour and a half of getting in for this like week and a half trip. And Vanessa and Liam are like tired. Vanessa hasn't been subjected to as much of all of this type of stuff as I have. And she's also mm -hmm. generally a little bit more um, of a deliberate planner. And I was, I was initially going to say like more of an anxious human, but like that doesn't lend itself well to like where that anxiety comes from. Like she's really good at organizing, really good at planning, like really good at mm -hmm. making sure that like I's are dotted, T's are crossed, all of that. So, yep. Anyhow, she is not having her best time. Um, and Liam is just like fucking super over the travel at this point, especially yeah. like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Mm. The guy at the rental car counter tells us about this free app that tracks off of your geolocation. So you get like an updated map database and it just superimposes your geolocation on this map database and you can use it to navigate even if you don't have phone service, so long as your geolocation can work. So like, fuck me, right? Like learn mm. something incredible. So like maybe, you know, in a, in a positive framework, had all of this terrible shit not happened, I wouldn't have found this super useful tool that could potentially serve me well to like navigate this situation, similar situations. I mean, we mm. ended up using it for the whole trip. Yeah. Um, so right now, <laughs> like we're up here, right? Like we're elated yeah. in the plot line. And so now we must go through a valley. So here's yeah. the thing um people that pay pay attention and so who is given a whole lot of shits about the free app map database for <laughs> costa rica yeah just not many <laughs> a lot of those roads are man you're stretching the term if you call the road the road but you know that's what you had it got sketchy so anyway we 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 got the app the app was working all right um we had a map. Obviously, at this point, it's probably like implied that the map was not super accurate or <laughs> updated. And yeah. so it just turned into this like fucking wandering, meandering, like legitimately <laughs> sketchy jungle adventure. Oh my god. Um we I I acted very calm. I was way more <laughs> on the inside that I was letting out because Vanessa was already super uncomfortable in yeah. like it was fucking bad there was a couple of times that I was like we're we're gonna get stuck or this car is gonna fucking break right here yeah. um, there was one time we it was like really like ruddy and bumpy and washed out and like we're in the rainforest in an afternoon like fucking monsoon you can't see like 30 feet in front of the car um, remember this whole thing only works if you can geolocate so we're in a terrible thunderstorm in a rainforest with a map that was updated like who fucking knows when and we crest this bend and the road starts to slope downward and this downward sloping road goes into this just canopy tunnel and it is black it looks like you're driving into a cave oh and wow they're fucking bebopping along and the grass is getting taller and taller and it's starting to go over the headlights and this is like no you're <laughs> not going this way you're gonna turn around and find another way and i was like ah, we'll be fine and like that was that was the point at which we we sought more main roads 
Yes. That as long as we kept moving west, reasonably we would be all right. But like we had probably <laughs> we'd gotten really lucky up to that point, like legitimately. Yeah. And I am I'm fairly certain that something did break in the suspension of the rental car, but I cannot confirm nor deny that because I'm not a mechanic and I never expected. But like <laughs> it got fucking wild. Yeah, um, I'm sure something probably did. It's probably you know not designed for that uh, terrain. Oh no, not at all. Uh, Uh, so we finally get to the hotel probably at like 9 30 at night and Mm -hmm. it's like pitch black we are deep 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 into the rainforest jungle (laughs) the last like hour and a half have been like pretty much like unimproved roads um just get a sip. The, the headlights shine on this like old washed out sign that says bad roads bring good people. <laughs> and like that's the entryway to the, the hotel. And so pretty much like everybody at the hotel has this one immediate piece of rapport and like social bonding. So everybody's like, hey, was your travel in like super fucked up and not at all what you expect? Everybody's like, oh yeah. Yeah. But you do have a couple of like wise people that have made the trek a few times and they're like, oh no, we knew what we were getting into. But uh Yeah. Yeah, that and was the, that was the Costa Rica, like the, the travel travel. We were making jokes at that point. Um, I know on our uh team calls with affiliate that, you know, uh Chuck's uh, you know, lost in the jungles of Costa Rica and turns out you actually were. For a, uh, for yeah, a we, had, we had a walk <laughs> that we kind of drifted off of the path in the rainforest, and we're like, I don't think that we have the supplies to make it if it gets dark out here. There's probably yeah. sketchy fucking snakes, spiders, scorpions. Like, maybe yeah. we didn't think this through. The, the lovely nature trail walk had turned into, like, we're kind <laughs> of not lost in the jungle, but we're certainly not where we should be. Yeah. Um, our travel <laughs> back was fucking super wild. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, it's hard to time a drive like that in mm. reverse. And yeah, when, when you don't know. Despite our best, most valiant efforts, especially because we had, uh, no, there wasn't, fuck, what was the issue? Oh, we couldn't get to the rental car return. Um, mm. the, the rental car return for sure, like way superseded this map. And so, like, given that we had, like, just traveled in and we had, like, all that messy, cluttery shit going on, none of us had made, like, a really solid mental landmark of where the rental return was. (laughs) And so, like, it was was still at the point needing to take, like, a COVID test before you traveled back to the States. So, like, we got our COVID test sort of the day before. Uh, We did a remote one. That was all fine. Left with plenty of time. And then just ended up fucking circling the airport for like an hour in just oh. absolute shit traffic um, yep. <laughs> to get the rental car back. Finally figure out getting it back. The uh, Then the rental car shuttle, like blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit. We missed our flight. Like that's the punchline of the story. Yeah. Um, Fuck me, right? Like, because yeah. we already had to accommodate, you know, basically a nine-hour drive back in, plus, like, rental return. Like, we we weren't leaving at the beginning <laughs> of the day is what I'm saying. And so there were no other options. <laughs> like, all right, whatever. We'll make the best of it. Like, you know, we had a very stressful day and experience and, like, was not kind of the best note to finish the trip out on. So we'll just get a nice hotel, 
close to the airport, like for sure the correct airport shuttle, airport relationship this time. <laughs> we'll, go in the hot tub, we'll have some fucking Mai Tais. We'll, just room service, we'll watch a movie, like cool. Um, and it was very much that. It was a very, very, very awesome, relaxing night. Mm. And then our trip back out, the flight still wasn't in, until later in the day. Um, so you basically got like one shot. You've got one shot yeah. at going out in a given day. And we, uh, because we had been so far remote um, to where we were in the, in the rainforest, like we did a bunch of awesome stuff. Uh, we went surfing, went to the beach, went hiking, like awesomeness. But we didn't do anything um, kind of like more expansive. And there were some animals that Liam had really wanted to see that we didn't get a chance to see. There was a ton of monkeys, Mm-hmm. Uh, like at the hotel, like in our trees on our balcony, there was Pizote, which is kind of like this weird little like monkey raccoon hybrid creature. Yeah, I remember us talking about that. Yeah, when he got um, back, but he didn't get to see a jaguar, didn't get to see any like big snakes, hadn't got to see a sloth. The sloth was like one of the mm. real big cells for Vanessa and him. So, yeah, um. I booked like a half day private tour with a guide the next day to like go and like check some of the Mm. boxes. And so, you know, turned missing a flight into like the most relaxing night that we had had. And then the next day we went to a volcano um, and hiked up and you get to go to like the rim of the crater and still bubbling. And it was like mostly sulfur mud stuff, but it's still pretty fucking epic in scale. And like you're, you're above the clouds, you can see the curvature of the earth, and there's like a, a big earth cauldron that's like unfathomably large at your feet. And you're like, all right, well, that's pretty rad. <laughs> and then we went to, we went one other place that I don't super recall, because obviously I guess it wasn't that memorable, or maybe it was just like a handful of like pieces of really incredible mm. sightseeing on the drive. Maybe that's mm. what it was. It was a longer drive to our next destination, but our next destination was this big nature preserve animal sanctuary rescue. So like we got to check all of the boxes on all <laughs> of the animals. Um, yeah. Legitimately the most incredible butterfly garden I've ever been in in my life. Like we've got mm-hmm. just endless videos of these enormous butterflies, like as big as your hand, just like landing all over wow. your and just like super surreal uh jaguars sloths all kinds of snakes monkeys all the things (laughs) then we went from there to this unbelievable waterfall that probably if you could zoom out i would imagine is probably 30 or 40 stories but it kind of it's in sort of like these tiers that step down through the jungle Mm -hmm. you have to go on like this big winding trail bridge walk walkway thing um, yep get cool pictures and the tour guide was like cool we're like 45 minutes back to the airport plenty of time yep he was on latin american time oh no the airport was for sure not 45 no. minutes away and yeah. <laughs> we had to um we had to really mentally contend with like the possibility that like we weren't going to make it. And like, mm. because we had already not made it once our COVID test was invalidated. So like the day prior, when we realized we were getting canceled, we went through like the COVID testing at the airport, which is a fucking shit show at an airport in Costa Rica with like a Chinese mm. 
third party company. <laughs> it was it took forever. It was fucking super sloppy and unorganized. We thought like all of our shit got stolen. It was like, <laughs> it just fucking super sucked. So we're like, damn, we're gonna miss our flight again. Yeah. Stuff is fucked up for both of us again. Liam's school <laughs> stuff is now gonna be fucked up because like we just keep pushing this timeline further. Um it's a really anxious, not fun drive. And we we made it with fucking seconds to spare. Wow. Um, we did end up making it, but it was it was close. We would have made yeah. the best of the situation and it worked out fine. We got to have hmm. some really incredible experiences, but super happy to have not had like another day <laughs> displaced. Yeah. It's it's you know, you can make the best of, you know um what you've sort of been dealt with and you know even like at the moment in in that moment I've no doubt it was incredibly stressful and like flying by the seat of your pants and trying to manage everyone's emotions and energies but now like when you look back on it you know the stories you can laugh about and go oh remember when I was going down on the the grass was over the headlights and yeah that's you know if you if you didn't die and you've got a good story then like it's probably all right yeah and that's that's part of the joy of of travel and exploration, even if you're just doing it domestically, let alone internationally. But international does give so many more challenges, such as you know time zones. I mean, we were talking before we got on. I got a time zone completely wrong for a Zoom meeting. Was up an hour earlier than I had to be, let alone navigating, flying. And in Australia, we've got three or four time zones. It's quite simple. It's it's yeah. much. Whereas to me, if I was flying into the States, it's like you've got Pacific, Central, Eastern, Mountain. It's like what's where and it just yeah. blows my mind that in the space of an hour flight, you could have gone a couple of time zones, essentially. Well, and also in Australia, like you've got your main population hubs. And so it's easy to figure yes. out like where it's subdivided. But in the States, like because there's 50 states, you might have like huge population hubs and like a line that's following borders like yeah. that. So like even within the same state, you might have two different time zones. In fact, that's super common. Anyway, um, yeah. well, what As I, I learned today. about with that is like you've been navigating time zones on a calendar as a coach and a client and like as an internal asset and as like in a million different ways for like three years at this point, basically. Yeah. And the longer we go, often, like, at some point, the worse we get at some of the things because, like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Humans like to conserve energy, and it's easy to find complacency and awareness for, like, fairly rote routine things. And that's, like, in, in a, another little kind of, like, Australia travel connection is just not really paying attention to the details. So that first international trip that I had into Sydney... Mm. was in july and i lived yep. in florida at the time and mm. so fucking july in florida is like board shorts sandals tank tops like that's that's it otherwise you might <laughs> actually die yeah turns out that i forgot about that whole hemisphere doing hemisphere also <laughs> like i really yeah. didn't think about how far south sydney truly sat mm. and so july in sydney is not like super hot balmy weather no, you can probably get away with shorts and a t-shirt, but only in the middle of the day, not at either end of it. Yeah, the uh, the evenings and like the early mornings for sure. Yeah, cool. but like, yeah, just it's a. Uh, I don't know when you deal with international affairs, whether it's like calls or actual travel. 
take yeah. like the 30 seconds to one minute to try to like force yourself to really like cross T's and dot I's because it will probably pay off exponentially. And, and yeah, I mean, even uh, with me, it pays off in, in sleep hours, but, and I had got to the point where I've been navigating this, like you said, for a couple of years now. And I'm like, I did a quick Google Oh, time zone for, you know, Fernie, British Columbia. Oh yeah. It's, it's central. Oh, that's Texas. I know that. And I, have the world clock for you and Tony and yeah. um, everyone else on my phone and Jamie. So I can roughly see, I went, Oh, that's fine. Oh, well, if it's that time, it's that time. No, it turns out it was mountain time. Uh, once I was sitting there for 15 minutes waiting for this person who I know is always on time. I'm like, she's 15 minutes late. There's a problem here somewhere. I'm just going to re Google. I was like, Oh crap. And I had said to her very boldly, very confidently, no, no, I do time zones all the time. Yeah, it's great. I always work it out. It's fine. Trust I'm, me, I'm an expert. Yeah, yeah, I'm good at these now. And she, it's like, turns out I'm not good at these now. So, yes, <laughs> it's, it's always good to double check these things. Yeah, and I mean, like, it is, it's, you can choose to make it easy to find, like, reframes and areas of appreciation right. for when things really go wrong. Like, we had a, an incredible experience, and it's a, you know, great set of stories to tell and very cool memories. And yeah. however, comma, what would it have looked like to have saved, you know, three to four days, basically, because a nine plus hour drive on a vacation mm, is a day. vacation Strong. day and then like a missed flight. So you start looking at two entire days of travel and a for sure travel issue that could have been easily avoided. Three days and like a thousand dollar car rental, like that's not inconsequential. Yeah. Made the most of it. I would do it the same way again with a different set of expectations. But like, hmm. based on how much time and how much you know finances you have and your resiliency hmm. managing, maybe like so there we can get some like lessons out. Is like know yourself, and if you know that like when things go wrong, expect there to be some things that do go wrong. But the things that you can control for like really pay attention to dialing those in like time hmm. zones, times, commute distances. Like if you're wondering about like, how do you get from point A to point B, like run it through two or three different pieces of like mapping apps or yes. websites. Like yeah. if those are big things to you, just give yourself as much exposure as possible. And then if those things, if it's easier for you to get, um, if it's easier for you to maintain a positive emotional state when things go wrong and you're happy to make the most of it, you view travel as just like, for me, a lot of it is like, it's an adventure. I'm like, whatever. It's a shit showy like transit to the hotel. Like I, yeah. I was happy to be, despite like my anxiety and fear. And I was like, ah, I love doing family stuff. I love doing dad stuff. So I'm like, you know what's way better to me than like getting into the airport and then just like being a 30 minute shuttle to the hotel. It's, having a shit show rainforest <laughs> adventure like that was awesome for me so like i know my personality yeah. well enough to know that like eh, that's a win i'll figure it out when i travel um yeah but know yourself with that and then yeah like if if time and finances are greater constraints in your life then you probably have disproportionately beneficial return on investment for a little bit of extra time and energy spent in like the research and double checking phase yeah, for sure. And, you know, like any if you know that something's going to trigger a stress response in you and, and maybe help you not be your best self at that particular point in time, 
then a little bit of planning, you could mitigate that. I mean, you actually attempt, you knew that driving over there wouldn't make you happy. So you're like, I can do it. It's not going to really make me comfortable or happy. So here's how I'm going to mitigate it. And you did attempt to mitigate it, but without going that next level down with, you know, you know, assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups, as we like to say. It's the first yeah. step. But, you know, and you knew what Vanessa's particular triggers were and and things that would set her, um, you know, down a, a different path. So it's like, okay. Ooh, that's what, good, dude. You're so good at what you do. Who's that? Me? You. You, oh. you draw out, like, very, like, worthwhile pieces of conversation and insight. And so... Hmm. You know, maybe that's another part from it is not only knowing yourself, but if you're traveling with other people, endeavor to know those other people and work to accommodate oh, a situation sure. that works for everybody. Travel yeah. is a very inopportune time to try to be selfish or to have like yeah. a demand of your own specific set of expectations. Like you've got to be flexible. Otherwise, you make it fucking miserable for yourself and everybody else. Um, and particularly too, when like so if you're looking at you and Vanessa, for example, travels an adventure and you kind of thrive on the adventure and going, yeah, okay, that was a pain in, pain in the butt, but I, you know, worked through it. You know that that's not necessarily her strength, so you can help her navig navigate then. And rather than both of you just like, fuck, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And then you've got a four-year-old who's going, who's, who's in control? Like nobody's, you know, yeah. everyone's losing their shit here. So it's, if you can balance each other in that way and know, you know, and that like at the, at the point you were heading down that path in the car and she's like, Nope, that's it. Just Nope. I'm, yeah. And, and like, you cool. know, <laughs> fair enough. Like I'm not butthurt about it. Cause it's like, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah. Like that's super reasonable. <laughs> I've we, let you drive uh, down balance the path, each other out very, very well. Um, yeah. And like, you know, that's, that's part of the give and take that does exist when we travel is being able to lean on one another and look to one another in that. And because I know that I need to validate and substantiate what she needs, like I do more planning and looking mm -hmm. and like, despite my best efforts, right? Like I, this one, yeah. this one didn't come together well, but like <laughs> they usually do. Um, this was like atypical. Yeah. But like, it allows me to be a better husband to be like, here are the times, here are the mm. locations, here are the distances, here's like, you know, and yeah. I, I had all of those in advance, despite like, you know, them being wrong, but to work yeah. to do that in the relationship, the effort is more important than the outcome. Um, For sure. That's a yeah. thing that I wish, I wish that somebody would have helped me understand in a more contextualized way sooner mm. in life. That is not always the case. That is not the case in most of your professional relationships. Mm -hmm. That is not the case in most of your relationships that are just based out of like reciprocity or like mutual network stuff. Mm -hmm. Those are generally more like outcome based. Um, yep. But in your interpersonal relationships, at least what I have found is that like effort counts twice. Oh, for sure. Um, and that's the yep. thing that, you know, probably like humanizes why relationships are so important to humans as creatures because mm. it's the only chance that we really have to recognize that like failing and fucking up is the only way to advance but like this is a safe space to work on the skill of getting it wrong but trying mm. again yeah and and also being with someone who's you know not going to then spend the nine hour drive ripping in you a, a new one because you didn't know that 
there was a tin pot airport, you know, <laughs> super close to that resort. Like, and there are people who would be in that situation where someone's so wrapped up in their stuff they don't recognise that effort. It's like, well, I've never been to Costa Rica before. I'm not an expert on it. I did the best searching I could. Hey, you tried. Who knew that? How random. Like 99.9% well, like, of the time you would have been fine with your assumptions. Um, yeah. Maybe a good thing for people to appreciate is when those things go wrong, where else in life do you have the ability to like iterate on an improvement yeah. so quickly? Because you're like, you know what? This mistake we will never make again. Yep. Yeah. Into like... From this moment forward, it is only ever like better or we have a more reasonable expectation. Mm. So we're already going to be happier because like we know what we're getting into. So you you have a net win no matter what because you're on mm. the other side of the experience. Yeah. That is not I, how relationships normally work. Like that no. is not how people's <laughs> boundaries work. That is not how fucking skill acquisition or discipline, mm. habits, business, sales, like nothing else works quite yeah. as binarily as just like choosing to learn from something like that and move forward. And, and yeah, move. I mean, I guarantee you now when you travel anywhere in the world, if you hire a car, you're asking them, do they have navigation? You, you will as standard now, that will be your, is there a GPS with this? Is there reception? Okay. Yeah. And you'll do it a thousand times. And well, actually that is that one time. That is that is a, a piece of like also trying to like check a box for Vanessa's because like when I had I had you know given her the map previously she had an expectation her patient was like nah dog you're way off <laughs> now uncertain so the next day like I called the hotel and mm -hmm. like that's where I got confirmation but that was like also for me I'm like well it doesn't matter what it's mapped or what she says, because it's going to be whatever it's going to be. Like if yeah. we have to it, navigate yeah. that distance, like who cares? It could be one mile or a hundred miles, but like, what yeah. do we say, not go to the fucking hotel? So like, yeah. but that is me, but I know yeah. for her, that is not the case. And so, yeah, like she found out on Tuesday, I called on like Wednesday and we like flew out on Thursday or whatever, but like, yeah, the next day just to like work to what she needed in that situation, or at least to, to put effort forward. Yeah, and um, that's the – and you, you kind of learn, I mean, as we become adults or try to become adults in our life and we grow up is is understanding that, you know, the world does not revolve around us, which, again, you learn when you travel the world, you are a very small, insignificant oh, speck of sand on this floating, spinning rock, which just, you know, if you start thinking on that too much will blow your mind, and you think – in your own little pond, you're you're a big fish. You you're you know lord of your domain, and then you get to this place where you know nothing, and you and you're completely out of your comfort zone. It's like, oh, I'm just really tiny and insignificant, and the world's not stopping right now because I I, I don't have, you know, a map or a GPS or. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting to think it like, oh man, universe stuff is wild to me because like the micro and the macro all scale like they're the exact same mm. thing in just varying dimensions and that blows my mind so like thinking about like myelin strands with neuron bundles for like skill acquisition like learning a thing mm -hmm. but also that like the rote routine of habit is kind of how we grease that groove <laughs> like 
most of us just have the illusion of knowing what the fuck is going on, like in our own lives, like <laughs> at all. But really, we don't yeah. think it's just because like you have this super standard habit loop that has enough consistency that like the minor pieces on the periphery. Yeah, you're just like you're so oblivious beyond the lanes that you live in. And to to contextualize it and give a better example, how many of anybody that ever listens to this, like Liam, Vanessa, you, I'm curious what your answer is, like if we put you two or three doors down into one of your neighbor's homes mm. and you weren't allowed to look out like the windows, would you even know like where the fuck you were? Even though you had been on the yeah. outside of this house a thousand times and like you None. knew the dimensions, the shape, the floor plan, like you knew yeah. exactly where the front door was. You knew exactly where the windows were. You knew exactly where the garage was. Like you should be able to be like, yeah, I'm in my fucking neighbor's house. But yeah. I, I bet most people would not feel very confident with taking on that challenge. No, and, and and I mean, I've spent a night in, in, you know, the spare room and I wake up and I go, which side am, the, am I sleeping on the upside down? And, and you go, oh, hang on a minute. No, you're in the other room. It's all right. Totally disorientating, you know, oh, yeah. that, that brief moment where you're like, your brain hasn't linked up all those nice things and you're like, am I facing the wrong way around? And you just, it just, yeah, you... Oh, yeah. Or, like, to show you how often, like, we make bad estimations of what probability, like, really means for ourselves outside of, like, the fucking habits where we know exactly what's going to happen and that's why we do it because it's a behavior. But, like, how often do you get a USB correct on the first try? Oh, never. Without looking at it right now on the USB, which is the top and which is the bottom? No chance. And you fucking dealt with that? (laughs) 10,000 times in your life. And there are times where I'll sit there, I'll look at the USB and I'll look at where it's going and go, nope, still got it wrong. You're yeah. like, whoever designed that, they're just like, yeah. this is." <laughs> but like how humanizing is that? Mm. You know, that, I can't that put a plug in. a really helpful framework for me, which is like why I bring it up. And <laughs> yeah, that, that I don't remember who shared that with me originally or where I kind of got that from, but it, mm it does show you how poorly humans perceive probability and chance. Mm. Because if you're like 50-50, you're like, ah, yeah, no, I feel pretty good about that. Like, I generally believe that I trend on the side of, like, luckier and, like, chance works in my favor. And you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. (laughs) Every time. And then also, like, how little awareness we actually have and how Mm. universal just, like, struggling is. Like, to be human is to struggle, and that's okay. Because, like, it doesn't matter... At least I have found at this point in my life, a 100% success rate, like relatively with using that as a a framework to get people to kind of think about just like that shit differently, that we're all struggling our way forward. We all have no idea what we're really doing because we mostly don't pay that much attention because we're just in little (laughs) habit loops and we don't understand probability or laws of large numbers like at all. No, we, we think we do, but we, we really, we don't. It's, and we, we, we like to think because we like to control, but you, yeah, we've got nothing. We got nothing. It's uh, it's really interesting when you delve into um, what we as humans do. It's like people think that sometimes you know with these, you know, there's studies that with these super evolved creatures, which we probably, which we are clearly, we're not, you know, slugs. I mean, we're not but not then, super evolved, but that also no, is but... not super fucking stupid, short sighted. <laughs> At times, I mean, I say that about the dog. I went, gee, she's really smart. But some days, man, she just licks a window. Like, and, and as humans, we do things. You're like, 
why do I do what I do when I know what I know? Like, why? Like, I know. <laughs> and you, how many times have you gone into something like, oh, this is going to be a shit show, but you just run into the fire anyway and you go, yep, I was right. Why did you touch that? Well, like there, there is a weird piece of us liking confirmation bias. We like <laughs> victimhood and martyrdom. We like yeah. to reinforce our stories. And I think like that's a really powerful thing to acknowledge is that we would often deliberately, despite our best intentions or like the things that we say out loud, we will often deliberately repeat a bad mistake. Yeah. Because we are more comfortable with the bad mistake that we know than any possibility of the unknown. Yep. We are well, so incredibly wired for like negative attention bias. Like we talked about that fucking a million times, but you know, yep. it is. it's wild. Um, so I don't know if we've talked about this on this show, but I know on the Fit Philly podcast we have that when we go through consults with people, we universally ask the, the magic wand question. Mm. is like, hey, if this was the best phone call that you've ever made and you had a magic wand to look up 12 months in the future and everything went right, what would you wish for? Mm. And it is, it has also been a 100% success rate that nobody has come to us with anything at all that we would consider like magical whatsoever, mm. but also framed as a concrete default, 100% of the time, I am confident to say, like, 100% of the time, I haven't had anybody in three years that we've been doing this not attach it to stories of negative outcomes, reasons why mm -hmm. a thing couldn't work, all of the issues, limitations, shortfalls, or, like, shortchanging. They're like, well, it would be nice to be like, bitch, you're casting spells. You got a magic <laughs> wand. Mm. And we usually have to stop and reframe it, like, three times. Like... Yep. It is a magic wand. It can do magic. Like anything. What do you want to make? When do you yep. want to work? If if you hit one year of green lights with every decision that you made and action <laughs> that you took, and like it, yep. we're so bad at looking for the unknown positive relative to the known negative. Because we, yeah, and because with that negative wand, you just expect that something is going to go wrong at some point, which is what generally keeps us alive. But, you know, it's that I was actually talking to, must have been on a call with a client the other day. I went, uh, understand in your previous role as special operations, you had to plan for worst case scenario because when shit goes down, sh you know, things can go wrong and you need to right. do that. I said, but this is, you're not going to hit worst an case scenario. Show. It's dead people. <laughs> like your, yeah, your brothers in arms actually die if you get it wrong. Yeah. And I, so I said, I can understand why you, plan for well if i do this and it goes wrong then this will happen but nothing that bad will happen in this situation you can let go of that a little bit i said i understand where it comes from but it's not serving you now because it's not letting you move because you're not acting on something that because of a bad experience 12 months ago and yeah. that's not going to happen again but you know that's how you're wired we need to rewire that a little bit and as humans we're just like hmm I'd rather stay where I'm comfortable and this is it. I don't like it here, but it's comfortable and I know it. So, you know, misery loves company. So I'm just going to stay in this. That's why people stay in relationships too long and it's comfortable. It's way easier than doing the alternative and, you know, or stay in jobs they hate because they're like, oh, well, it's stable. It's this because yeah. it's just that familiar, that comfortable rather than what if it does go right? Like imagine like what if it, goes right and yeah. 
we we never even taught though as kids that it's a you know oh you've got to be realist about it like yeah i want to be an astronaut well you'll never be an astronaut because you don't you know da da da, da. it's like we there's so much time and energy put into us being realistic about things and and you kind of lose that ability to 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 dream and to to think well what if it did go right like imagine yeah. what we would do if we had that as our guiding thought all the time versus well what if it goes wrong right like how would you act if you knew that you could not fail mm. but do you also have to contend with the fact that so long as you don't quit you can never fail because at some point like you have to through a so long as you're intentionally working on progressing and like you're actually trying mm. to get it right rather than like task masturbating like reasonably anything that you want to do, mm. you can do if you're willing to just like try and try again and try again mm. and try again and try again. And like, that's really hard to contend with for us. Mm. And a lot of it is because it's easier for us to tolerate a known hell than it is to pursue an unknown heaven. And so, you know, if you look at the the history of story and especially in applicability to like religion and the, and what is religion besides the, the oldest, longest, most consistent stories told in humanity, regardless of the religion, they all have, you know, some construct of a heaven or a hell. Mm. There is some yeah. type of There's like tension or descent. Mm. And mm. that is, that's a thing that I wish that I had built awareness of sooner and understood as a concept better. And I'm really actively working on trying to like, this is a thing that I'm going through in my own life right now is mm. we will never work as hard to reach heaven as we will to stay out of hell. Yep. But we don't realize the slow, gradual descent into hell is just like one day at a time, one step at a time, because it's like the, you know, the frog that just starts in room temperature water that gets boiled alive. Yeah. Yep. But if you can think in long time horizons and think like, all right, well, if this didn't change or if these things that are bothering me got progressively worse for the next 10 years, mm. what would that look like? And how unappealing would that be? Um. Mm. And that's like, that's a, that's a, a framework and a concept that like I'm really looking at in my own life, like actively is I've, mm. I have thought I've spent plenty of time, like thinking big with my head in the clouds, like probably being mm. fairly, you know, unrealistic in a lot of thoughts, but I haven't contextualized enough the consequence of levels of inaction or being in the wrong situations as understanding like that more divergent path if that mm -hmm. makes any sense at yep. all. Um, it does, yep. And so like it's easier to guide your behaviors and actions in a more productive direction because as long as you are moving, you know, in some form or fashion that's quantifiable, like above the baseline that you're at today, it's really easy to play the mental gymnastics of like, cool, we're on the right trajectory. So like as long as I just keep doing all the things, we'll get there. Yep. But it's like, well where does this go in 10 years? And you're like, well, for sure not there. And you're like, so <laughs> fuck me, right? And you're like, oh, I did it myself again. But again. That's, that's a thing that like, I'm, I'm really working on trying to like bring into my own life and apply and think about and use is I've, mm. I, I like me some, some goal setting. I like me some planning. I fucking love yep. me a vision board. Um, 
but I haven't thought, despite like the negative attention bias, I haven't thought long enough and hard enough about like the negative side of the equation. Mm. Um, it's easy to get like wrapped up into like dramatizing the negative on a daily occurrence, but not appreciating the negative on a long time horizon with like an opportunity cost. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if not this, then what? Then that, yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's that's a fucking odd conundrum, right? Like that's some yeah. real paradox, yin yang shit. The <laughs> but, like, greatest issue that we have to our own micro actions and behaviors is outweighing the negative, and the greatest issue <laughs> that we have with not making good long term decisions is underweighing the negative. <laughs> yeah, it's we're kind of stuck in that. Uh, that the messy middle strikes again. <laughs> It's always there, and it's. It, I think that's a really good. Um, you know, we've gone down into a, a kind of a life discussion, but really, we've talked about we're talking about travel and 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 journeys and not destinations. I mean, your journey to the resort in Costa Rica is definitely more memorable than you know what you did at the actual resort. Clearly, it's you know that's yeah. that's a sticky thing, and. Well, I mean, you know, that this was all is... cool, but like, those are shitty stories, right? It's like, so we yeah. sat in the pool and I drank too much and I got fat <laughs> and I ate a yeah. lot of that's chocolate chip cookies and we ate fish tacos and went surfing. And you're like, well, that's pretty Costa Rica yeah. resort shit. But yeah. yeah. And it's, but it's also that, that journey of life is like, yeah, I want to be here. Here's my destination point, but I'm on some shitty back road without a GPS and yeah. I'm bumping through it. I'm about to go into this cavern, but oh, maybe. But I thought I was still heading up to here where I wanted to be. It's like, yeah, well, we, we, often, we often think like too much so that so long as I'm heading west, eventually I'll get there. And it's like, well, mm. northwest and southwest are very different mm. 2,000 kilometers from here. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the it's hard one part. Degree. Like, I'm moving west. And you're like, mm. but is where you're going the same west that you're going? And and that's, I used to use that as an example with um, clients is like, you're setting out on a path, but if you deviate by one degree here, then all of a sudden that one degree is like 40 degrees over here. It's like, and then if you add out any others, it's, Suddenly you've you've turned hard right and you're going backwards. Oh, like, weird! Oh. We're going in circles. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> people doing people how did, shit. How did that happen? How did that happen? Um, I've really enjoyed talking about uh, some life high lessons fives. in travel. Big high fives. Um, it's been fun to talk about some travel adventures and and apart from the practical things that pop up, but also where it can take you in life. So, uh. A, a forced two-parter, but I think we got way more out of it by doing the two parts. Yeah, so maybe this, that's... this was good. It was nice to like, you know, everything is repeated like micro to macro. And we kind of finished on like how these same life lessons are repeated in like travel in a literal sense, but also in life in a figurative sense. Um, yep. And yeah. I think it's the universe interceded with the storm and uh, cutting out your router and your Wi-Fi. So well, this is way better to not have to just like cram into like 10 minutes and be like, well, now we know how Costa Rica yeah. is all we're done here. Yeah. And um, what are we going to talk about now? But I, then, you know, it's good chats and good things to reflect on as well. I know there's some things I always reflect on after our call. So these are super um, fun. So stay recording, hang out for two minutes. Um, yeah.
so you had mentioned something with one of your like coaching clients about a lot of the planning being difficult because of the nature of the consequences. So I do want to make a note on talking about um, finite and infinite games. And then where this is going is fuck. It's interesting to build some awareness and try to like not be so dumb as a human in a very obvious way. Um, So I've got like a half-baked, half-written book that was also framed as like for the benefit of Liam, but also more in the context of like coaching rather than just general life stuff uh, as a whole, but also would be a thing of value and benefit to coaches. Since I have no desire to do a another separate different podcast for <laughs> you mean it and like you know i just i'm i'm happy at, at this stage in coaching i don't want to fucking talk about like bar muscle ups uh as much yep. as i want to talk about like why are we the way we are yeah um that being said so i've got these 12 rules for coaching and if mm-hmm. we also agree that the micro repeats in the macro like if the rules for coaching the rules for relationships and the rules for life because like these are kind of principle driven things yep so um, I've got some long form writing done with them, but that's not hugely of benefit because what I have wanted to do and what would make more sense is to have them as longer form discussions mm. or ideas or things to kind of like work through and ideate and discuss. Cause I think that's also more useful for people. Cause I don't want to ever like, I, there's a, there's a line that I'm very fond of in, in coaching, um, don't seek to be the sage on the stage instead be the guide on the side Mm. i don't ever want to just like fucking hang out and pontificate like that this is any kind of answer because like i i think more so than almost anybody in this industry and more so than like almost anybody you will ever meet i'm like i don't know a fucking thing about anything (laughs) at all like yeah I maybe it's some piece of my huge insecurity, but also like a very deliberate, intentional, like, you know, attempt at working to cultivate a continuous, like open growth mindset, like beginner's mindset, Mm -hmm. whatever. Anyway. So it's always felt weird to me to just like, here's all my fucking like thoughts written out, Uh, even (laughs) though I've done that in like a million super long Instagram captions and I'll regularly run out of length. So why are we the way we are? I don't know. Still working my way to the back of that one. (laughs) But I wanted to have some video components to it. But I think rather than just like me shooting a video of myself, just being like, so all the stuff that I wrote, here's me basically just reading it. I think it would be way more engaging to have as a conversation. Yeah, um, for sure. And so I know that we've got a couple other episodes like lined up or planned, but like I think that that's mm. I wanted to say it out loud in a documented format so that I'm held to it because that's a thing where you like you work on your own growth and improvement. Like if you can find opportunities for your own accountability, then like, yeah, you're yeah. obligated to move to your best self. But yep, I'll get with you. on yep. that. We will do that for sure. All Thank right, my friends. Friend. Good to good to talk again and I'll know we'll talk again real soon. See you see you shortly. See you shortly.